Hey everyone, welcome to the GFN Philly 215 Questions Podcast. The podcast where two guys ask what the one thing is for five different questions to a GFN Philly member. The two guys asking the questions are Bowen Nahr and myself, Jim Murphy. Hey Bowen. Hey Jimmy. We are pleased to welcome our guest, Justin O'Malley, Managing Director and Market Team Lead of the Philadelphia office at the private bank at J.P. Morgan. Hey, Justin, welcome to the show. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Hi, Bowen. Let's kick off the show. Question number one. What's the one thing from your story that's important for people to know? So I'd like people to know that I was the first person in my family to go to college. Uh, grew up with very, very modest means and uh, worked my way hard through high school at St. Joe's Prep, college at Cornell. Went to Wharton for business school to get my MBA. And uh, ironically enough, I work with some of the largest families in the Philadelphia region of great wealth. But my upbringing has enabled me to stay true and grounded and honest. I think it enables me to be very real, very genuine with the families that I work with, regardless of the size of their balance sheet. That's awesome, man. It's a very cool honor to be the first one in your family to go to that. So when you were growing up, was it a, Justin, you are absolutely going to college? Or was it a, hey, man, we haven't done this, but if that's what you want to do, you can go do it? How did it play out? Yeah, great question. I think my parents were more of the mindset that they just wanted me to be uh, in a different position than they were. And they just did everything they could to put me in a position to be successful, to get the best education possible. It's enabled me to be where I am, have the blessings that I have, and I'm trying to carry that forward for my own boys. I mean, if they would have done a little bit of a better job, you could have gone to Drexel instead of UPenn, but we don't need to talk about that on this podcast. Absolutely. No, I know. Absolutely. Well, as someone that went to Roman Catholic, St. Joe's Prep was an adversary during my years of high school in the late 90s and early 2000s. I'll say you were one of the few people that has changed my mind and outlook on St. Joe's Prep. Big Red, that, that must have been a big move from the Philadelphia area. Want to speak a little bit about your uh, experience at Cornell? Yeah, you know, it's funny going to the prep and growing up, you know, in Philadelphia, the Catholic League schools, the majority of uh, kids that go to the schools either stay in the Philadelphia area or go to Catholic colleges. You know, I looked really hard at Georgetown and a few other schools, but I fell in love with Cornell when I went up there. Great diversity of students from all over the country, all over the world, quite frankly, and a large opportunity set of what I could explore to study. And I changed my major when I was up there. I tried one thing, it didn't work. I tried something else that stuck. It was good. It really helped broaden my horizons, experiences, meet different types of people that I may not have otherwise gotten. And I'll just tackle on the end of that is that I had a similar experience being the first person from my family to graduate from college. And I think I was more of the line of being scared straight from having to do manual labor because I'll tell you a story that this might predate some of the listeners, but there was a show on MTV called The Real World. And when they were building the Real World house in Philadelphia, my dad invited me, said, hey, why don't you come down here and you can help me do some of the plumbing work? And man, I am all thumbed. I was like, this is not for me. My parents stressed that too. You know, they had me working newspaper delivery routes or they had me working at a grocery store. I had to do industrial landscaping for multiple summers. And they just had me do that, A, to show me the value of hard work, but also to see what it's like on the other side. You know, do that hard work and work in the cold weather and the extreme heat, et cetera. So I could totally sympathize with that. Question number two, what's the one inspirational quote that you would share with the listeners? Great question. There's a good quote I like from one of my favorite movies, The Shawshank Redemption. Morgan Freeman's character says, get busy living or get busy dying. You know, that to me, very simple, short quote, just embodies how I try to live my life. Life is precious. Every day is a blessing. So we should spend all of our energy and time focused on making the most of every day. 
you got to take advantage of the time you have on this earth. And so I try to maximize every day uh, because you never know when your number is going to get called. If there's two things we talk about almost every episode, it's the Shawshank Redemption and the Stoic philosophy of living in the present. So I'm glad that you're able to tie those two things in. And this also, once again, gives Jimmy an opportunity to ridicule me for being the one human being on Earth that still has not seen the Shawshank Redemption. At this point, I'm just not watching it out of spite. <laughs> that's It's a great quote, and it's also really poignant for the last couple of years that we've had. You know, that vacation you might be pushing off, you never know when that pandemic's going to hit. You never know when that big life thing that is completely outside of your control is going to swing through and all those plans that you made go out the windows. Drink the wine now, as one of my friends who has quite an extensive wine cellar says. He's like, it's, there's no point in saving these bottles. Drink the good stuff now. Absolutely. I really like that quote. I think, like you said, it brings you back to center and it, it does kind of prioritize what's important in your life. I guess you can't go on vacation every day, but for, for those opportunities you do have free time or time to spend with family, I think keeping present, I think that's just a great quote. Rapid fire, five questions. What's your one book? My one book is a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy by an author with the name Dr. Robert Glover. What's your one album? My one album is Hotel California by the Eagles. What's your one vacation destination? It's a tough one. It was toss up between Florida, which I love all different parts of Florida for different reasons, but my favorite is Hawaii. What's your one TV series? Another toss up for fun, mindless watching. It's Family Feud, but to be honest, I really love The Sopranos. Love that show for a variety of different reasons. That's number one. And what's your one movie? It's not really one movie, but I would say the original Star Wars trilogy. Still love it. Top of the list. You got some deep cuts there, and you got some super popular ones. Tell us about the book, the first one that you said. I'm unfamiliar with that. You know, so many of us grew up, especially if you grew up, you know, in a Catholic household like I did, growing up, you know, with the mindset that being a nice guy is the way to success. And while I agree with that to some extent, this book really opened my eyes to a lot of things. Uh, being a nice guy is not always the way to success. You can still have nice attributes, but you have to focus on yourself. You can't always be just a people pleaser, conflict avoider. You really need to be focused on you and making the best of your life and who you're dealing with and being just a nice guy all the time. Long-term isn't the path to success. There's a lot of stories from the author, from people he's interviewed and worked with that will really open your eyes to why being the nice guy all of the time in every aspect of your life isn't really the best path to success. I highly recommend reading this book um, because it really opened my eyes and changed my life in a lot of ways. And we'll get back to talk about the family feud as well. We never get the feud on here and it's an incredible show. That book reminds me a little bit of one that I read called Danger in the Comfort Zone as well, which is if you are always doing conflict avoidance, if you are always trying to stay comfortable in that space, that friction is what gets stuff done, right? Friction is how you make momentum and how you move forward. Having those tough conversations is how we all grow. And if you're just trying to be the nice guy, like you said, it's and it's not to say don't be kind to everyone, like, you know, lead with kindness, lead with empathy, be good to your fellow man. The golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated. On the flip side of that, don't just go along with everything everybody else says, or you'll never be able to achieve exactly what it is that you want. It's a, it's a great mantra. Well, guys, I'm just going to come clean here. I will say that I have not seen the first three movies of Star Wars. Bowen, I, I now empathize with you with Shawshanks. I apologize for any takes that I've hit against you. 
And Justin, this kind of ties back into your Florida trip. Uh, on a recent trip, my family and I had gone to Disney World and I had experienced some of the Star Wars lands. And I wish going into it, I watched some of the movies, but the attractions that they had there were you know, very meticulous. They were, everyone enjoyed them. But I'm sure I would have enjoyed it a little bit more if I actually understood the backstory to the whole uh, trilogy. You should watch them with your kids. I mean, doing it with your kids makes it even better, Jim. I mean, you've never seen them at all, so you got to get on that. No spoilers about Darth Vader for him, okay? The Eagles, I think that that's a great nod. We have not heard that one here. W one of my favorite songs when I think about summer is Take It Easy. I know that's not on the album that you're recommending, but that song just for some reason sounds like summer to me, along with uh, Tom Petty. So, Take It Easy, driving around with the windows down. I love it. And my last comment, I just want to make sure for the listeners, and especially my wife, that I do not have seven women on my mind when I listen to Take It Easy. Yeah, great blend of uh, a little bit of country music, a little bit of classic rock. You put it together. What's not to love? Regarding the family feud, are you a, a new Steve Harvey guy? Are you like, do you like the original episodes? Do you go back to some of the greatest hits from the 90s? You know, I love the old uh, Richard Dawson. My grandparents used to watch it with me. I just loved that show. Uh, but quite frankly, I really like the modern version with Steve Harvey, too. I find him hysterical. Uh, I like when he does celebrities and NBA players, et cetera, but even just regular families. Like, I just love the show. He adds a funny element to it. If it's on, you know, and I'm hanging out by myself, you know, I'll grab a beer and, and I'll probably watch the whole episode. So, Question number four. What's the one charity or cause that you would support or recommend to the listeners? Given my upbringing and my focus on getting a good education and seeing firsthand how it can be a ticket to a better success in life, I am very passionate about uh, childhood education, especially for those that come from modest means or, or really tough situations. So I serve on a board of an organization called Business Leaders Organized for Catholic Schools with the acronym BLOCKS. What this organization does is it basically helps funnel tax dollars that you would spend as far as part of your Pennsylvania tax bill every year and uh, moves that money through tax programs to uh, education. So your dollars as a donor go towards helping students, mainly in the inner cities, to go to primarily Catholic schools, but it could be also uh, private schools, uh, parochial schools, et cetera. Uh, which, you know, in this region is a ticket to a much higher probability of success, both to get into college and to get into a better life. Uh, it's a great organization. It, it enables you to spend your tax dollars on children that desperately need it. And it hits very close to home to me on a variety of different levels. Sounds like it is absolutely personal for you based on the story you told us in your answer to the first question. And Yes, education is unbelievably powerful in helping elevate people out of less than ideal situations and giving them the ability to earn more money and achieve greater things than they ever possibly dreamed of. So it's, that's a terrific cause. And Jimmy and I will make sure that we put a link in there. Well, I would encourage anybody who has interest to check out the website. And I'm happy to provide any additional information, put you in touch with the right people to give you more color on the organization. I'm also a contributing member to a similar program to Blocks, where I direct some of my Pennsylvania state taxes to my alma mater at Roman Catholic High School. I think it's a great program and it's fueling and providing that capital needed for the inner city. Yeah, if you think about it, almost 40% of the students in the Philadelphia public school system are below the poverty line. Only about 60% of them are at reading proficiency level. Only 40% or so are at math proficiency level. And less than 80% of them graduate. It's a pretty scary stat. That's moving in the wrong direction. What this organization does and others, like you mentioned, Jim, is really take these students that could have an opportunity 
and give them the means and the funds to, that will get them on a different trajectory and really will change their life. Blocks has been very successful, as have a number of other programs, huge proponent of these types of organizations. All right. And the last question, what's your one tip for building a meaningful connection? I would say be vulnerable and be real. Now that we're coming out of the pandemic, do it in person. The opportunity to meet someone face-to-face is invaluable. There's only so much you can do over email and over Zoom. So if you can meet someone face-to-face, highly encourage that at an event, coffee, lunch, breakfast, golf, drinks, whatever it may be. But be vulnerable. The more you can be genuine to yourself and show who you truly are to those that you're engaging with on a business level, I think the deeper trust you will engender and the deeper relationship you'll establish. And I think that's a great foundation to start a good business relationship in any relationship, quite frankly. And it's worked well for me. So that's what I would say, Jim. I totally agree. And in fact, one of the quickest ways to build rapport is through authenticity, being genuine and being vulnerable. But And it reminds me of a story of about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I walked into a, a networking event and I saw this guy. I said, how are you doing? And he goes, oh, great. Awesome. Terrific. A couple other superlatives in there. He goes, how are you doing? And it was a really tough start to the year for me. So I was like, you know, it's just, it's been challenging. It's been difficult. And he goes, I know, right, man? I was like, oh, wait, what happened to the guy that was having the greatest start to the year ever? But being vulnerable, speaking my truth, allowed him to feel more comfortable being like, actually, you know what? It's, everything's not all sunshine and roses. And that really, it did strengthen the relationship. We had a good, genuine conversation there and have piggybacked off that over the last year. That's right. Everybody has problems. Everybody has struggles in life and everybody has things to celebrate. The more you can bring them to light and discuss them courageously with those you engage with on a business front or in any front really sets the groundwork for a much better and more genuine relationship, which is what we're really, I think, all trying to accomplish. So I totally agree with that. All right, Justin. Well, thanks again for joining us here on the GFN Philly 215 Questions Podcast. Thanks to you both. Really appreciate this opportunity. Enjoyed it a lot.